back to another exciting episode of Unfiltered Podcast with Iada Nicole. That's Unfiltered Podcast with a capital T-E-R-D at the end because you know I be on here talking shit. So if you like talking shit, tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Also, while you're at it, go like, subscribe, and share my IG page. That's Unfiltered with a capital T-E-R-D underscore pod underscore with Iada Nicole. That's E-Y-O-D-A-N-I-K-O-L. And while you're there, check the link in my bio to purchase exclusive unfiltered merch. We got water bottles, we got wine glasses, we got t-shirts, and some more shit. It is summertime, summertime. I don't know why that song keeps fucking spinning in my head, the Will Smith old school. Summer, summer. And I don't even think that Will Smith is like a good, I don't know, is he considered a rapper? Vocalist? I guess a rapper, because the whole, you know, in West Philadelphia, born and raised, I guess that's a rap, I guess. Yeah, that's a rap. So I guess Will Smith is a rapper. Anyway, that song keeps playing in my head because it's been, like, super fucking nice outside all week on the days that I have to work. Now it's a fucking weekend, and I'm child-free. And I got a little bit of change in my pocket, and I'm ready to fucking go outside and live my best life and be back out here in these streets. It's going to rain all motherfucking weekend. All fucking weekend. Happy Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth. Happy weekend. Cheers to the fucking weekend. It's Friday, and it's going to fucking rain all goddamn weekend when I don't have to work straight up bullshit anyway like I said the fucking summertime song keeps playing back in my head because it is summertime and I am for the streets anyway congratulations to all the 2023 graduates I love seeing all of the graduates and and prom goers going down my timeline I'm just loving all the black excellence at its finest especially the boys being a mom of a boy and I don't mean to sound biased but like the girls is kind of expected with the boys is a little bit tougher but anywho I love seeing it all of you congratulations you know what else I am um, what I forgot about in 2023 remember how in the beginning of the year you know the viral shit was going around like it's above me I think that was in 2023 whatever it's a, I don't know what fucking year it was, but like shit like that, like it's above me now or, you know, um, get somebody else to do it. Uh-uh, get somebody else to do it. I totally forgot about that shit. I totally forgot that that was supposed to be my model for the year to get somebody else to do it. And I haven't gotten anybody else to do it. I've been really trying to take this shit on, on my own. Full throttle. Taking on my fucking issues and other fucking people's issues too. So now that I remember who the fuck I am, get somebody else to do it. Your problems are not my problems. Um, what did what did Nicole tell me yesterday? She asked me if I like playing with or paying for broken toys. It's like when you go into a store, you wouldn't buy no broken toys. So stop buying broken people. Girl, that hit me. That hit me. But thank you. <laughs> so something that I saw um, on social media. This whole thing with Suki, Sukiana. I'm not a um, rap person, 
per se. Like old school rap, yes. The Tupac, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, N.W.A., um, Method Man, Wu-Tang Clan, fucking Ghetto Boys, even Beastie Boys. That's how far back, like that's when I was into rap. That's I still listen to that shit to this day. So these new people, I really don't know who all these people are, but I do know Suki because um, Guilty Pleasure, I like Ratchet TV every now and again. So I would watch the, um, what was she on? I think it was Love and Hip Hop. One of them, it had to be Love and Hip Hop. One of the one of the cities that, I don't even know what fucking city it was, but she was on, on Love and Hip Hop. I think it was Atlanta, because I think, whoever, I don't even fucking know. But anyway, Suki. Y'all know who Suki is. If you listen to rap, you know who Suki is. If you watch Ratchet TV like I do, you know who Suki Suki is. Suki with the good coochie. It was recently in the, on on um, social media because of unwanted attention that she got from I don't know who this kid is. Yk Osiris. And I'm not I, again. I'm not a fan of either of them because I don't do the rap thing. So I guess he's a rapper I think that's what I read somewhere and um I guess he tried to kiss her at um some basketball game and it looked like he you know he was just joking around and that's I'm not excusing him at all it looked like but it looked like you know he was smiling and and supposed to be all in good fun however it was not warranted she didn't, it was not invited. And then when I looked at the full video, I saw that not only did he try to kiss her once and she pulled away, he went back in for a kiss, like literally grabbed her by like the bottom of her face, by her neck, and was trying to kiss her in her mouth. And to the point that she was like falling out of the seat. And I'm just wondering like, what the fuck? made you think that that was okay. You know, at first, maybe you, y'all, I don't know what the conversation was or what even brought on this um, notion that he was allowed to do that or that he that she wanted him to do that or what. I don't know. But he goes in for the kiss. Let's just assume that she's like, he, 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 laugh it off. But she moved away from you. That should let you know that it wasn't welcome, number one. And number two, like, dude, weren't you embarrassed? Like, you just, she, she's moving away from you. But for you to go in again and, like, grab her face and try to kiss her again and then to, like, kind of skip off and laughing with the fellas like it was funny, you know? Um, I'm wondering, like, what the thought process, if there was even a thought process behind that, what made you think that it was okay? And did you think that it was okay because it was Suki? Like, did you think it was okay because of her rap lyrics? Because, you know, she does go around and she says, you know, I'm Suki with the good, good coochie. Did you think that that would, that she was like an easy target? Did you feel like, oh, well, you know, she talks about this shit all the time, so I must have a fucking chance too, or, you know, oh, she ain't gonna think nothing of it because she's Suki with the good coochie. Like, 
I don't give a fuck what she's rapping about. I don't give a fuck if, if she's rapping about good coochie, bad coochie, big coochie, little coochie. I don't give a fuck if she's walking around with a coochie on her motherfucking head. With her coochie hanging out. If a woman says no, gestures no, pulls away from you, it's no. Period. Like, would he have tried that with anybody else? Um, uh, let's say a Megan Good or uh, uh, someone, maybe someone who doesn't rap about good coochie. It, it kind of poses the questions like, are you really, I don't know. I can't say, are you really this creepy dude? Because honestly, it only takes one time for you to earn the title of being the creepy dude. And then from that video, you look like real cringe. But I just wonder, and I guess we'll never know what his thought process behind that was. And I really don't, I don't know. I don't know if I really think that there was not a thought process behind it. I think, I don't know. Like, was she an easy target because of the way that she raps, because of the way she dresses, because she asserts her sexuality? Did you think that it was okay and that it's just Suki with the good coochie? Like, would you have tried that with anybody else? You know? Um, it, it's sad on both ends because if he indeed is not a cringe guy and he was doing that whole... And I hate to even fucking use this statement of boys will be boys because that shit don't fly. But, like, let's just think, let's just assume, maybe just to play devil's advocate, that he thought that it was all fun and games. And now he's has this rep. He has possibly some charges being bought against him, possibly from what Suki's mama said. When she sees him, it's up. You know, some, um, some bodily harm that might be done to him because of a mixed signal. I don't know. But then, you know, to see what Suki said about she's afraid to leave her house. She's afraid to speak up. She's been crying all day. Like, that's a fucked up feeling that to feel violated in, in such a way. And especially, I mean, it, I, I don't think it makes a difference if it was, if it was, um, if it was behind closed doors or in the public eye. But it's like, she probably feels like, wow, I'm being targeted because niggas think I'm easy. Or because the way that I dress, because the way that I speak, because of the way that I rap. Suki, don't stop being you. Ladies, if there's any other ladies out there who are comfortable and assertive in your sexuality, do not go and run and hide in the closet because of cringe niggas. And cringe niggas, stop being cringe niggas. Your advances are not warranted. Your advance, advances are not um, invited. Keep your fucking hands to yourself. Keep your mouth to yourself. And read the fucking room. You know, if a woman says no, if a woman's pulling away, that's what it is. That's a fucking, that's like the nail in the coffin. That's like hitting the, the fucking nail on the head. That's the period. That's the exclamation mark. No, stop. Walk the fuck away. Check yourself. And all those men who were standing around watching it, giggling and laughing and shit too, check your boys. Check your boys. You know how they say each one teach one. It's not okay. And if y'all are standing around laughing and shit, it, and, and, and it looked like a lot of the guys were older guys as well. 
y'all are basically helping to raise him and teaching him like this shit is cool. But then I guess we got to kind of question y'all too. Y'all didn't do the act, but if y'all thought that this shit was funny too, y'all may be a little on the cringe side as well. You know, that would be like a guy, to put it bluntly, trying to rape a woman, try to force a woman to do something that, I mean, I guess this is in the same, along the same lines, trying to make a woman do something that she did not want to do. And the guy's standing around, you're watching, you're just as fucking guilty. I forget what the, t the technical term is, but it's like, guilt, not guilty by association, but you're guilty because you stood and watched this shit happen and didn't help. You didn't check him. Like, yo, bro, what are you doing? You know? Air mattress Ashley, you know? Shit like that. Um, and it had me thinking, like, no, I disagree. Women require more. Relationships require more than just being faithful. Yeah, that's a, a, a big part of it, I believe. Depending on what relationship, you know, whatever your relationship looks like. Some people have open relationships. Some people have um, polyamorous relationships. Depending on what your relationship looks like. I know me for myself, being loyal is a major factor. However, that's not the fuck all it takes. That is not all it takes. Um, when you're choosing a partner, it takes a lot more than just that person, that person being faithful or being loyal. Now, I think the two words are interchangeable. Faithful, to me, doesn't necessarily mean like, hey, I'm not cheating. Faithful means like, hey, I have faith in this relationship. I have faith in us. We're going to work this shit out. Um, I think I look at faith more on a spiritual level than necessarily a physical level. Like, hey, you're not cheating. To me, or maybe I got it backwards. Loyalty is like, you got my back. When I leave the room, I know you got me. If I ain't around, I know you got me. Um, no one could ever come and infiltrate our relationship and shake what the fuck we have because I know you got me. You know, that's um, loyalty. And I guess, so like I said, maybe I got it backwards. I guess the faithful thing is the not cheating or maybe we leave it the way the fuck I just said it and just leave not cheating as the fuck not cheating like <laughs> you know um let's call it what the fuck it is don't cheat don't go stick your body parts and nobody else's body parts and mouths and all that other shit just fucking don't cheat anyway so it had me thinking like aside from love what other key factors play a role when choosing your partner. Also, do people even know what the fuck being a partner means? You know, like, what happens? Yeah, love is great. Love is grand. It's like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. But what the fuck happens when love isn't enough? You know? They say love conquers all, but what does your love look like? What does my love look like? What does our love look like together? What does love entail? What does love mean to you? 
you know, depending on how a person is raised, their definition of love, what love looks like to them and what love looks like to you and the way that you were raised and whatever your core values are and could be two totally fucking different things. Absolutely two totally different fucking things. Some people were raised in love. Some people were, were raised in survival, you know? And sometimes that survival may look like love. And sometimes I think people label this feeling, this fuzzy, warm, different feeling that they've never had before because you're different than my ex or because you make me feel good about myself and they call it love. Because it ain't always love. It's just different. And I think you love the fact that it's different, but it ain't necessarily love. Anyway, so again, like I said, what key factors play a role for you in choosing a partner? Like, do you want someone who, like, aside from character traits, I think, or, or physical attributes, like, what character traits do you look for when choosing a partner? And what do you consider a partner? Like, what does a partner look like for you? You know, like, do people even know what a partnership is? I think a partnership and a relationship are two totally different things. I think a relationship is more like, hey, we're together, we're having fun together, we're cute together, we drink together, we smoke together, we fuck together, we do everything together, we do whatever together, we're just together. Now, when the cutesy part is over, when the honeymoon phase goes away, and you're here with this relationship, and like when shit hits the fan, can you withstand the shit? Can you two still stand strong and devout in your love for each other as a couple, as two people in a relationship, and weather the storm? Most times, not so much. Now I think a partnership is two people working to working together on a common goal. Whether that goal be, hey, we're gonna build each other up. We're gonna have children together. We're gonna raise children together. We're going to buy property together. We're going to level up in business. We're going to level up in our life. We're going to level up in our love. I think it's, it's a 50-50. Both of us bring something to the table that's beneficial to us. Not you, not me, us. You know, I think that when people get into relationships, they are looking more at what can this person do for me? What can, how can I benefit from this person? And I'm not just talking about Financially, I'm not talking about financially at all, actually. I'm talking more of a feeling. Like, can this person love me out of whatever the fuck I'm in? Can this person love me through my trauma? Can this person love me and show me love? Can this person do for me, 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 me? And that's not to say that that person shouldn't love you with all your flaws and all your traumas. But what also do you you bring to the table you know like you I don't feel like you should go into a relationship looking for someone to validate you 
I don't think you should go into a relationship looking for some for how it benefits just you. Because it's not just you in the relationship. You know, you have to think about what you're bringing to the table as well. It can't be one-sided. You know, a lot of us fall in love again, like I said, because of what, you know, it looks like, what it feels like, what it, how it benefits us, or because we have a chemistry, because this person makes me feel good. You know, most people don't know how to nurture their relationship into a partnership, if that's even the goal. For some people, that might not even be the goal. Um... A, a partnership takes time and effort. It takes putting your ego to the side and actually being there for each other, like putting your partner's needs into consideration. I'm not saying first and foremost, because I'm sorry, I'm not no fucking believer in that shit no more. You got to put yourself first. Um, but also you do, you definitely do have to put your partner's needs and wants into consideration within limits, within boundaries. You definitely have to have boundaries in a fucking relationship, partnership, any kind of ship. Um, it takes two stable, mature, confident, and loving whole people who really have a vested interest in having each other's back. Notice I said whole people because a lot of people get into relationships I don't even necessarily like the word as a half person, but as someone who's not complete, someone who's not confident, someone who, who's not secure within themselves, and then they're looking for their partner to complete them, to validate them, to uplift them, where, you know, and definitely uplift your partner, but I mean, like, fix, basically, fuck. They're looking for somebody to fix them, and when shit comes to a head and they realize that that person can't fix them, then it's an argument. It's a breakdown. It's a, oh, you don't love me or you don't love me right or why can't you love me right? Or they go and fucking go and find some fucking body else with a tube of glue to try to fix their ass, you know? Anyway, partnership is not a dictatorship. It's not a codependence. It's, you know, it's a, you got your shit going on, I got some shit going on over here, but we are coming together for the greater good of both of us, the benefit of both of us, the benefit of the partnership, the benefit of our future, the benefit of whatever the fuck it is that we're trying to create together. You know, a lot of people say that they want to be in a relationship, again, because of the good fuzzy fucking feelings, but very few people can or will form and nurture a partnership. So anyway, that was my little spiel on partnerships and love, because I truly do believe that love ain't just enough, you know? Um, again, you know, like I said, it takes a maturity. It takes putting your ego to the side. It takes, you know, you having done the work for yourself before you decide to partner with someone. It takes a lot. So love ain't just fucking enough. Because you can't love somebody out of their dark places. No one can love you out of your dark places. No one can do the work for you. You have to do the work for yourself. 
you know, I know that, um, I've seen some shit where, you know, niggas is like, oh, bitches always want, or females always want a motherfucker to come healed, come healed, come healed, come healed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see absolutely fucking nothing wrong with that statement. Come healed, because I'm not a therapist. I can't fix you. I can't love you out of your dark places. I can't teach you to fix you. That's like healing is something that happens internally. Healing is something that happens on your own. You might have supports along the way, but ultimately that shit's up to you. Whatever traumas you had as a child, totally, definitely unfortunate. I believe on some, some, to some degree, we all have some kind of childhood traumas. We all have some kind of growing pains that we've gone through that we probably need to heal from, haven't healed from, are going to heal from. Hopefully you're working on healing from, but ultimately it's up to you. Like you can't blame shit, your traumas. You can't blame the fact that you're a fucked up person on your Zodiac sign. At a certain age, you can't blame that shit on your parents. It's up to you to fix that shit. Because if you don't fix it, if you don't fix you for you, you are the problem. No one else can do that shit for you. Someone can love you while you're in the midst of your shit. Someone can love you despite your shit. But no one can love you out of your shit. Okay, back. Sorry, my little rant. Um... Not a rant. Fuck it. It's the truth. It is what it is. So anyway. So those of you who know me know that, you know, I am a trainer. I've taught the infamous Socalicious classes. They'll be coming back soon. Um, some boot camp classes, amazing fucking boot camp classes before COVID. A whole bunch of this shit was before COVID. Still dibbling and, and dabbling. Uh, dibbling and dabbling. <laughs> now in it but not as much as I used to because I am working like my fucking ass off um so I'm not able to do as much as I used to with that being said like I said I was doing this shit before COVID like full time full throttle 10 20 10 15 classes a week um and I stayed you know COVID hit we were all furloughed from our jobs world went on lockdown we were all in the house except for me and, and my crew we were meeting at the parks we were social distancing working out we were you know up until the final even when they put the fucking curfew shit in we go out and we work out together up until the curfew time even though no one was fucking paying attention to the curfew but anyway you know we were still all working out you know and at one point when people did get um super scared of being even the social distancing, even the six feet, six, six feet, six feet wasn't enough. You know, people still wanted to work out. So we were still doing like our virtual shit. Like I had this fucking TV in here rocking. I had like the little squares, everybody in, in their little square in their home in, in their individual homes working out. So we were still all working out. So I say all that to say this, like during COVID where some people gained weight, I did not. During COVID, I still stayed fit. During COVID, I was still 
little, you know, little, little, cute, little, sexy me. Now, fast forward. <laughs> fast forward. We out of COVID, quote unquote. And a bitch done got that. A bitch done gained some weight. A bitch done got some cakes in the back. Some some cakes in the front. I don't even fucking know. Uh, I, a bitch, I got, how I know that I gain weight? My drawers don't fit no more. A, a bitch done got booty where there was never no booty before. I don't know if it's welcome or not. I don't think so. I don't think I like it. But anyway. So, first of all, I'm walking with the baby the other day. Why do I keep calling this child a baby? She's not a fucking baby. Anyway, I put her big ass. She's six. I put her in her fucking stroller from when she was a baby. She had absolutely no business being in a stroller. But it's a it's a jogging stroller. So I was like, you know what? I'm going outside. Going outside. Did my, my five miles last Sunday by myself. I was like, I, I can't, you know, I got to keep this fucking momentum going. So I put her ass in her stroller. And we walked. We did our five miles. Now, as I'm walking... <laughs> My five miles, I get back up here by the house. Somebody blows the horn. So I, you know, kind of turn my head to see who it is. Somebody who used to take my classes. And she's like, hey, I haven't seen you in so long. I know you ain't in the gym no more because you fucking look like me. Y'all. Y'all. First of all, because I'm a fucking lady. I said to her, no, I have not been in the gym because I work now 40 plus hours a week. I'm in the construction field. I'm not at the YMCA anymore. But you see, I'm out here doing the best that I fucking can. That's the way that I answer her because I'm a fucking lady. The way I fucking wanted to answer her because I'm a fucking savage is, bitch, on my worst day, I could not look like you. And I don't mean to be facetious and saying like oh yeah you look bad. but bitch don't stop me talking about oh I could tell you ain't in the gym cause you looking like me while you're sitting there with chicken grease around your mouth but whatever people stop fucking like that's not a motherfucking greeting that is not a greeting I saw, I saw a meme the other day on somebody's page that said you know Americans American greetings hey how you doing European greetings hey how you doing Caribbean greetings you get fat. The fuck? That is not a greeting. That is not how you greet people. If you don't have fucking something nice to say, don't fucking say nothing at all. Like, bitch, you think we don't know? You think I don't know that my drawers don't fit? You think I don't know that my bras don't fit? I fucking know I gained weight. I don't need not nam bitch to remind me that I gained weight. Especially when you, I'm, you looking the fucking way you looked when I was before covid like, stop. Don't fucking tell me I, I, I gained weight and you ain't losing none. Leave people to fuck alone. Speaking of that, I had seen somebody and they were like, oh, I see you putting on some happy, happy weight. It's not fucking happy weight. <laughs> like, like, it's not happy weight. Like, bitch, I was happy before I was in a relationship. I'm going to be happy after I'm out of a relationship, it's not happy weight. My weight has absolutely nothing to do with the partner that I chose. It has absolutely nothing to do with the person that I'm with. A bitch gained weight because a bitch is working all the time, because a bitch is mommy and all the time, because a bitch is being a partner all the time. A bitch gained weight 
because a bitch was putting other people's needs before hers. So it has absolutely motherfucking nothing to do with being in a relationship. Because another motherfucker does not complete me. Like, and if that was the case, if I gained weight because I was in a relationship, don't you think I'd break up with a motherfucker so I could lose that shit back? Like, I want that kind of tabanka that make me lose weight. I want that kind of sadness, that kind of breakup, that kind of melancholy that make me lose weight. If that was the case, I think people would be breaking up all over the world if it was the being in a relationship gave you fucking happy weight. Then being out of a relationship should make me sad and skinny. Or sad and slim. People be breaking up all over the world. Anyway, I am getting back to me. Being me. Being back in the gym. Being back on, on my grind. Back on my hustle. Focusing more on me. Love my kids, but respectfully fuck them kids. I got to do me first because I can't be a whole mom if I ain't happy with myself. And I got to take care of myself because y'all... I ain't, I ain't trying to leave this earth no time soon. I got shit to do. And speaking of relationship shit, like, first of all, I'd like to say, mostly speaking to the ladies, because I think we're the ones who internalize this shit the most. I don't know if men do. If they do, then y'all can listen in too. Alone, you are a whole person. You do not need to be in a relationship in order to be happy. You do not need to be in a relationship in order to feel complete. You do not need to be in a relationship to feel validated. These are all things that you should have for yourself. Work on yourself. Be happy for yourself. Validate your motherfucking self. Be a whole fucking person for your motherfucking self because you deserve it. I think society has people programmed into believing that a single person is an unhappy person. Like, you hear people say, oh, you're so beautiful. You single? What's wrong with you? Ain't motherfucking wrong. A goddamn thing. Oh, I ain't gonna say a goddamn thing. Ain't wrong with me. But the reason why I'm single is has nothing to do with something being wrong with me. You know? Um, I think especially if you're a woman, especially if you're a black woman, black mom, black single mother, that people always think there's something wrong with you, you know? So, And I think that that's, first of all, invalid. It's fucked up, a fucked up way of thinking. But also I think it makes people hook up with people who they're not compatible with, who people who are not their equal, you know, I think people start to compromise their boundaries, compromise their, their, their beliefs and their, their values in order just to be with somebody. Just for fuck's sake of saying, I got I got a man, or I got a woman, or I got a partner, I got somebody, you know? Because, you know, you ever fucking argue with, with, a, with a married bitch? <laughs> That'll be the first thing come out of her mouth. I'm going home to my husband. Or, you know, well, at least I got a man. Okay, go off, sis. Um, But what kind of man you got? Is he a quality man? Like, why is that, like, supposed to be like a, a, a dagger in your back? For a bitch to tell you, at least I got a man. He ain't shit, though. No one fucking cares. That's your problem. Like, bitch, you not slighting me by saying you got a man. Who the fuck cares? Nine times out of ten, everybody got your man, too. But anyway, 
I don't know if it's a subject for another day. I think that we put too much emphasis on being with somebody. Yes, don't get me wrong. Human connection is great, but hence the key word connection. Sometimes we're not connected to people. Like we're not on the same playing field. We're not even on the same level, on the same wavelength, on the same vibe. We're just fucking around people just to be around people. Just because some of us are around people because we can't even fucking stand to be around ourselves alone. We can't be alone by yourself. A lot of people don't even like their fucking self. But they surround themselves with people who they don't even like, who they're not even compatible with. They don't have nothing in common with. They, these people don't have your, your, your best interest at heart and vice versa. But you're just around these people because you can't stand the fact of being alone. And I always say, if you don't like your fucking company, what makes you think somebody else is supposed to? It's really sad. It really is sad to see the amount of people out here just being with other people just because they don't want to be alone. Anyway, let me not get too deep into that conversation tonight. I had some some 1800. It's Friday. I got to get up and go to work tomorrow. So I'm going to end this pod on this note. I wish all of you well. I wish that all of you find yourselves loving yourselves as whole people, as validated people, and don't hook up with people just because society makes you think that you need to, or society makes you think there's something wrong with you because you're single. And while you're in your singleness, when you're in your spending the time by yourself do some soul searching because I think another um and I am going to end but I'm just going to say this real quick I think another issue that a lot of us have and I'm saying us because I'm not ever going to sit there and like you guys you guys you guys as if I, my shit ain't like my shit is all roses because it ain't but I do know a little bit of something about a lot of bit of shit because I done been through some shit but I think that a lot of us don't spend the time with us, with ourselves, because it's kind of fucking painful, you know, to sit and actually talk to your demons, to actually take accountability for the, some of the shit that you've allowed to happen in your life, for some of the shit you've done, you know, take accountability for the role you've played in your own misery. That shit is scary. That shit is hard. That shit is hurtful. But that shit is necessary in order for growth. That shit is necessary, I think, before you even think about partnering with someone, before you think about getting in a relationship with someone. Because if you don't work on you, you really, you can't expect somebody else to. And that's always, that shit's always going to resurface, the shit that you didn't deal with. You could sweep it under the motherfucking rug. You could bury it in the backyard. You could put that bitch in a, in a, in a little tiny silver box and throw it in the fucking ocean. That shit's always going to come back to you. It's always going to come back and bite you in the ass. And it's always going to cause problems in your relationships. Not just romantic relationships, friendships, 
situationships, family ships, whatever kind of fucking ship it is, that shit's always going to come back and haunt you. And honestly, you know, it's, it's, a, it's heavy. That shit is heavy to have un, unresolved, undealt with, unrecognized trauma. I think, you know, put it down. Put it down. I know a good friend of mine told me the other day, she said, put that shit down. Take the fucking cape off. Burn it. Part of your strength is is admitting when you're when when you're weak. Because again, like I said, my shit ain't all roses. I fuck up sometimes. But you know, in my fuck ups, I have to say I'm proud to say that for one, I can take accountability for the role that I play in my own misery. I can also say that I can recognize that I fuck up. <laughs> you know, there was a time in my life, ego would get in the way. Ego would tell you it's everybody else. Everybody else fault. This person did that. This is what happened. You know? And nine times out of ten, it don't be fucking nobody else. It be you. Even if it's something is, that seems as small as you not setting the proper boundaries. That's you. That's a you fucking problem. That ain't got nothing to do with the other person. Yeah, you might think, but I give so much. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. That's your motherfucking problem. That's your fault. Because a taker ain't going to say, whoa, whoa, hey, slow down. Stop giving me so much. I ain't going to take it. They ain't going to fucking say that. They're going to keep taking. So you can't keep giving and expect a, a taker to not take and then turn around and get mad because they're taking. Duh. Stop motherfucking giving. Set proper boundaries. Then you can't get, then you don't have no reason to get mad with folks. You ain't got no reason to get mad with yourself. But anyway, back to, you know, the ego thing. It'll have you thinking that everybody wrong but you. You cannot go through life thinking that shit. You have to take accountability. Ain't none of us motherfucking perfect. I tell my son all the time, when he, if he get in trouble at school, don't come and tell me what no fucking body else did. Don't ever start no sentence talking to me. She, he, they. What did you do? I want to know what the fuck you did. Take accountability. Man up to your shit. You fucked up. Man up and say, I fucked up. And deal with the consequences. That's life. That's growth. That's being a fucking adult. That's doing the work. Anyway, as I said, I'm going to end this part here. I had some, yeah, the 1800 could have me talking for uh, quite some time. Um, but I hope everybody does well. Everybody does the work. Everybody is safe out there. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.